Okay, before we get going, I should just let you know that you're going to hear the odd F word here and there. It's only ever used as a means of emphasis and it's part of how I speak. This Get Happier series is brought to you with the support of the LSE. And this episode, by the letter G. G is for go. One thing that prevents us from being happier and less miserable versions of ourselves is that we can get into various bad habits that are challenging to change. This episode will cover how to take the first step towards breaking free of harmful habit loops using effective behavioral science strategies, such as primes and defaults. So let's go. What are you doing and how much of it is actually making you happier? Do you want to be healthier, build your confidence, read more books, all of these things and more besides? Some of these things might well make you feel a bit better and others will make fuck all difference. We'll consider how to separate the wheat from the chaff in a later episode. But for now, I want to make the point that one of the biggest obstacles to you doing more of what's good for you is you and your bad habits that get you stuck in a rut. We might say things like, I'm an outdoors person or I enjoy reading, when in fact, we spend most of our time scrolling through Instagram or watching cat videos on YouTube. We get into lousy habit loops, from never cancelling that auto-renewal subscription to not calling back an old friend. We only ever get around to doing a fraction of what we intend to do. It's not that we're bad people, we're just fucking lazy. The human condition is inherently lazy. Most of what we do simply comes about rather than being thought about. We might have all those good intentions, you know, to go to the gym we're paying 50 quid a month for, but we simply don't because it's easier not to. Saying that you intend to spend time outdoors is one thing. But if in six months' time I was to check your schedule and see you've been for a walk in your local park four times in that time, I can certainly predict what the next six months will be like. And I don't think it's spending much time walking. Good intentions are all very well, but you need to work out how to implement them. Once you've identified what makes you feel good, or what you think will make you feel good, or that is meaningful to you, it's time to get on with implementing those into your daily life. You might know that spending time outdoors will make you feel better, but that doesn't make you go outside. Habits are formed through repeated behaviours, which create neural pathways in the brain that are difficult to change. Most of us are unaware of the triggers and motivations behind our habits, making it difficult to change without first gaining insight into just how much the context of our decisions affect our behaviour, and so much more than the cognition of our brains. Changing behaviour requires that we better understand and change the triggers for what we do. We'll now see how using subtle nudges, primes, defaults, commitments and norms can be used to powerfully shape what we do. Let's start with primes. Primes are stimuli or cues that automatically and unconsciously activate associated thoughts, feelings and actions. Priming significantly influences what we do, both for good and bad. For example, in a study, students were given sentences to unscramble that reflected aggression and patience. Those who unscrambled aggressive sentences became more frustrated whilst waiting, whilst those who unscrambled patient sentences remained less so. So, if you have road rage, listening to calming music might be more helpful. And something as simple as using an air freshener that smells a lemon makes it more likely that you keep your house clean. A screensaver of you working out might prime you to work out more. We can use primes of this kind in ways that will effectively change our behaviour without us having to work too hard at it. Defaults. Most of us go with the flow of preset options. 
Automatic enrolment into a pension works because in part we're too lazy to opt out once we've been opted in by default, just as we can't be asked to opt in if the default is not to be auto-enrolled. If you want to talk to a mate regularly, set up a default time. You then got to opt out of talking, which you're less likely to do than if you need to keep constantly agreeing on a time to chat. If you're trying to be healthier, stock your fridge with healthy foods as the default. If you've only got healthy snacks in your home, then when you're peckish, you have to go with those preset options. Defaults work because they take advantage of our natural tendency to stick with the preset option or to go with the easiest choice. By making things a default, you're more likely to get them done. Commitments. If you tell a friend you intend to quit smoking, you're more likely to do it. By making your pledge public, such as announcing that you're going to quit smoking on your social media profile, you'll be even more likely to do it because you won't want to lose face by not doing so. I had a really bad stammer when I was younger and forced myself to confront it by agreeing to give talks at conferences. I was shit scared, but I couldn't pull out. And things got easier and my stammer improved over time. Researchers show now helpful commitment devices to enhance productivity and time management can be. People who made public promises, such as sharing their goals with their work colleagues or managers, were more likely to follow through and accomplish their tasks. The commitment device of public accountability increases a sense of responsibility and commitment to achieving goals. You're more likely to run during the week if you've signed up for a 10k run or half marathon and told people about it. What things do you want to do more of? How can you make commitments to make them happen? You're much more likely to do them if you make a public promise. This is a really good example of how design matters and not just changing the way you think about stuff. One of the things that I've intended to do for quite a while now is to help build happier communities. The only way that's really come about is by making a commitment with the entrepreneur Luke Johnson to do it through a physical space. We've bought the engineering in Hove and we're going to essentially build a happy campus to improve other people's well-being and ours too. Norms. People around you influence you much more than you think. You unconsciously want to fit in, even if consciously you say you want to stand out. We mimic and absorb the actions and feelings of those around us. Back when smoking indoors in restaurants was socially acceptable, the idea didn't raise many eyebrows. Nowadays, the mere thought of it seems unfathomable. It's hard to believe that there was a time when people would smoke in places like Pizza Hut whilst their kids were enjoying their meals. As I say today, that notion is simply unthinkable. The shift in social norms and awareness surrounding the hazards of secondhand smoking has completely transformed our perspective on smoking in public places. If you want to read more books, join a book club and start hanging out with bookworms. If you want to get more active, join a running club or a CrossFit club where you'll be around active people and then being active will become the norm. If you want to reduce drinking, it's probably better that you spend less time with people who go out partying all the time. You get the gist. To be happier, we must first be clear about what does and does not make us happy. This is where feedback comes in. We then need to be clear about what it is we want to do more and less of. And then we must find ways in which going with the grain of our human nature makes it easier for us to do or not do those things. We can only ever really become happier if we get over ourselves and accept that so much of what we do simply comes about rather than being thought about. And then we can design our days in ways that make it easier to be happier without thinking too hard about it. That is happiness by design. This does sound like a pretty good title for a book. 
my ambition in creating Get Happier goes beyond simply offering a free copy and ending it there. I intend to foster a community of individuals who can make society happier using rigorous and relevant evidence with minimal effort. Subscribe to my Substack, where I share resources and insights so that as individuals and citizens, employees and employers, parents and policymakers, we can all get happier.